Now, I'm going to tell you, uh, when that little girl that uh, uh, accepted the Lord into her heart this morning, I got tickled at her because, uh, you know, I was talking about where Lot was hesitating. And I was talking about how, you know, he might be like Hoppy. He don't get in a hurry for anything. You know, I said, uh, I said there could be a bear coming. And he'd be like, well... Let's go out to the building and look at this, Matt. And I'd be like, you know, we're going to die, Hoppy. It'll be all right. What are you afraid of, Matt? You know? And so uh, that little girl, when she, after she's afraid, she said, Lord, in her heart, she's walking off. She said, watch out for that bear. <laughs> I said, I, said I, I got tickled. I got tickled. She said, yeah. <laughs> People looked at Hoppy and said, you traumatized that child. <laughs> Oh, bless his heart. So I say, I love Oppie dead, but he, that boy, we get in a hurry for nothing in the world. So, but I've been in a hurry, and I'm like, Hoppy, we got to go. Well, I got to run to the bathroom, give him just a minute. What is he doing? <laughs> Reggie said he's been like that my whole life. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is Sharon Yip. All right, you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to start with verse 19. And uh, tonight will be somewhat of a continuation of this morning i guess but uh matthew 6 and we'll look at primarily at verses 19 through 23 so I'll give you a minute to turn there <laughs> i looked on brandon brandon just i don't know what she's doing she a weird look verse 19 says lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through and steal, nor steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. And if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? All right, let's go and have a quick word of prayer, please. And if our Lord, again, we just come before you. Praise your holy name. Lord, please, I just pray that you fill the sanctuary with your sweet Holy Spirit. Lead us, guide us, direct us in your word this evening, Lord. Uh, let us apply this to our lives. Uh, help us to grow spiritually. Help us to seek you out in all areas of our lives. Let us be a reflection of you. And Lord, let us glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so, you know, uh, when we talk about uh, Lot this morning, of course, you know, the, the main uh, focus uh, was um, it was uh, Lot's hesitation. And uh, because uh, he had allowed uh, Sodom to dwell in his heart, he had become he compromised. He had to become uh, uh, making excuses he, uh, when it come to the, the, the sins uh, of that time. And uh, well, or not just of that time, of today. And that, uh, you know, he just, he, he just um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Oh, my mind's blank on me. Um, he just become uh, used to well everything that was going on there. You know, it's no longer a shock to him. It's no longer a surprise to him. You know, huh? Desensitized. That's it, Brandy. You are smart. Woo! Look at you, girl. You go, girl. She's after her daddy. That's it. That's it. Lord help me. All right, so. In an effort, all right, and what we're looking at here is, you know, is we have to be careful not to allow the things of the world to reside in our heart. We have to be on our guard at all times because, as Brandy used that big word, desensitized, all right, we will become desensitized and we will allow that world, the, the world, 
to, to reside there. And that's why we have to be in our guard constantly. That's why God's word says the devil is like a roaring lion. He's circling around. He's waiting to devour you. He's waiting to attack you. He's waiting to destroy you. And if we're not on our guard, if we're not ready to fight, that's what's going to happen. So we look here at verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. So, you know, one thing we have to be very careful about is, again, not focusing on the world, all right? Remember, we are just a vapor. We're only here for a little while. We're just here temporarily, all right? This is this is just a, a, a pit stop on our way to where our citizenship lies in heaven. And um, we, you know, the, the fact that our time on this earth is so short, you know, just the other day I, in the devotions, I was talking about how, uh, you know, it just doesn't seem possible that it's been almost 30 years since I graduated high school. I mean, I know it's going to get old. I said it was going to come as quick. You know, it just it just seems like a blink. It just it does not seem possible. You know, it's kind of like a Kitty Jesse song, "Don't Blink." And uh, but we're only here for a little while. And what time we have on this earth, we need to make sure we're putting in its proper focus. We need to make sure we're focusing on the eternal and not being weighed down by the temporal. And you know, it's, it's so many people they want their 15 minutes of fame, and uh, it's so easy to get caught up in possessions. You know, uh, me and Brandy was watching uh, the show. It's called um, uh, Rich. Or so was it Famous and Broke or something like it? When it is of that effect. But anyway, he was talking about like with Johnny Depp. I mean, they said he had amassed like <clears throat> if you put all the money together that he uh, had made. In fact, they said one of the smartest financial moves he ever made was he wanted twenty percent of every ticket sale when he did Pirates of the Caribbean and twenty percent of every DVD sale said that he made more money doing that than anything. See, he probably amassed over a billion dollars, probably several billion dollars, but he's about broke. And the man was blowing, he, he bought an island, yachts, I mean, full staff, uh, several homes all over the world, in Paris and all over the place. Then same with Nicolas Cage, talking about him, same thing. He, I mean, he said, you would believe he had over, now dad would like, yes, he said he had over 30 motorcycles, you know, so I think dad's pretty close to that novelty. But it, uh, <laughs> I think got 29. But anyway, it is, but he had like over 30 motorcycles. I've got how many cars, houses all over the world. And, and he, he, of course, the IRS came after him. He about, about killed him. But uh, that's just it. They, here these men have amassed all this fortune. And they, they had a momentary uh, uh, feeling of, of, of happiness in their spending, but it wasn't fulfilling. Why? Because they were searching for something. They were looking for something. And so they're, they're trying to find happiness in these possessions, these temporal things that are going to be destroyed, that is, that is of no use. Because, and if you allow the world to reside in your heart, then you're not going to focus on, on the things of Jesus Christ. And so you can be as rich as you want to be, but look, none of these people are happy. They bought all these things. They keep spending. They keep spending. Despite what their financial advisors tell them, they keep spending because they, they're trying to fill a void there that can only be filled through Jesus Christ. And that's easy to do. You know, they even say that uh, uh, so many people are almost addicted to Amazon because they get almost a euphoric feeling of almost like Christmas time when the package arrives. It's all excitement. They rip it open to see what they got. Oh, he's looking at her over here. But uh, and, uh, in fact, I saw a thing the other day. I, I think Dash should do to mom because he, he ordered this on Amazon. She, this woman, she kept all of her boxes throughout the year. 
And then when, when then about towards the end of the year, she taped all those boxes up, made it look like it was one big order, put it at the front door of their house and said her husband went berserk because he thought she bought all those boxes. I think dad should do that. I can just imagine my mom's face. She'd come in and saw those boxes piled up. Oh, she'd kill He'd be a dead man. She'd kill him. She'd chase him through the house. But, uh, but that's just it. You know, it doesn't matter how rich you are. And, and, and it, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's, it is... Um, wrong to fantasize, to, uh, to be super uber wealthy. But if that is all your focus is on, if that's all your attention is on, then that needs to be addressed because uh, that's not going to buy your happiness. You know, only Jesus Christ is going to fill that void, is going to fill uh, that need, is going to fill what you are searching for and looking for. Look at all these famous people who have died of drug overdoses, had it all, had everything coming and going for them, and yet they, they died uh, because he still was not fulfilled. I tell you, speaking of someone famous, I thought it was pretty cool. The um, uh, the football player, he's an NFL player. He went to decide to join the army. I thought that was pretty cool. He gave all that up because he wanted to serve our country. I thought that was pretty neat. But anyway, so uh, what we see here, laying up for yourselves treasures upon earth, and like we're talking about, where thieves break through and steal. You know, when this time in this time period. Uh, that just being written. Of course, the homes were made out of a, a type of hardened clay. And so it'd be easy for the, uh, thieves to literally dig through the side of the wall. Someone had um, you know, some sort of uh, jewelry or, or gold or anything like that during this time period. And uh, they could easily dig through that hardened clay and they'd come home and see a hole in the wall and see that they'd been robbed. And um, so that's why we have to, you know, again, if the devil is that master of distraction. All right, and it's easy, and I fall falling for that time and again. I still do. Uh, I told you this before. I'm like a monkey. If it's shiny, I'm after it. All right, I, you know, I'll be doing good. I'm like, Lord, let me be a good steward. Let me be a good steward. And then I'm on Facebook, and all of a sudden an ad pops up for something. Oh, Brandon, oh, I gotta have this. This is really cool. Let me let me get this. Brandon's like, you do the bucks, you do what you want to. Don't you already have 500 other hats? I'm like, yeah, but this hat is cool. You know. <laughs> But uh, that's why, you know, we had to reel it in, you know, and realize that we cannot buy our happiness. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. So that, again, putting our eyes toward the things that are eternal, putting our eyes on Jesus Christ, putting off the, our, our eyes on things that are tangible and real and not on those temporary things of this world. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it is, that's, you know, I think it's worse, you know, well, it's not why, what I think, but it is a reason why God's word talks about the narrow way is the way, but broad is the path that leads to destruction. The narrow way is tough. The narrow way is hard. It's easy to go down the path that everybody else is going to. It's easy to make excuses for your sins. It's easy to, uh, to justify sin. It's easy to go down that big path uh, that we were talking about this morning to how, you know, it's so easy when you mess up to say, well, I'm sorry, Lord, but, you know, uh, I'm weak in this area. I shouldn't have done this, Lord, but, you know, it's so easy to, to throw in something else on top of that to excuse, justify what you have done. Well, Lord, that's just a little white lie. I shouldn't have said that, but... And it's no big deal, no harm, no foul. Uh, you know, it's so easy, but we have to be abhorrent. We must hate the things of this world. You understand? We hate the things of this world and not be lovers of this world. Remember, we are in it. We are not of it. We are passing through. So that's why we, it's imperative that we keep our eyes where it needs to be on the Lord. 
Again, we, uh, we are not perfect. We're all going to mess up. And, you know, uh, I think his dad, I think it was many years ago, he was talking about um, uh, that we can look at our heart in terms of, um, uh, of, of rooms, you know, just like a house has many rooms. And it's easy to, um, uh, to open up certain doors to God but it's easy to keep others closed off. Like, you know, you say, well, you know, yes, I've given my heart to God and yes, my life's open to God, but now this is one area I kind of like, I want to kind of keep closed off, you know. Yes, God, you can have my life, but I don't want to kind of keep this part of my life kind of shut down a little bit. You know, I want to keep these doors closed in this area. Don't, don't go in that room, God, but you can have the rest of my life. It's easy to be that way because again, it is uh, that, that sin that resides within us that we have to fight against. And we have to open up all doors of our heart to Jesus Christ. We can't keep any area of our lives closed off. And, you know, so that's why we have to, it's imperative that we give our, all of our hearts to God. Not just part, not just some, not just half, not just three-fourths, but all of our hearts to God in Christ Jesus. If we want the right, proper walk with God, we've got to give our all to Him. It's not easy to do. It is not easy to do. The devil makes it easy to, to want to do the things that are sinful. That's one thing I tell my daughter and my son and is that, you know, the things that are not of God, devil's going to make appealing. He's going to make fun. You know, because, you know, if it wasn't fun, then you're not going to want to do it. So he's going to make certain things that you know is wrong to, 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 do, to want to do those things. And I said, remember, it's not a matter of obeying mommy and daddy. It's obeying Jesus. You ask yourself, is this glorifying to God? Before you do it, before you do anything, is this glorifying to God? Is this going to be pleasing unto God? And so that's why we have to be very, very careful. You know, ask yourself constantly and continually, is this glorifying to God? If somebody asks you to do something, go somewhere, wherever it may be, is this glorifying to God? You know, there's there's certain stores we won't go in, even at the mall, because we know that it's just, it's not, I don't want to be in there. It's not a good thing. That's like... Um, that uh, uh, store hot top. I don't like going in there because they got some shirts with pentagrams on it. I don't like going in there for that. I won't go into Spencer's for sure because they've got a lot of bad stuff in there. And Hoppy, you got to stay out of there. And uh, <laughs> but um, uh, there's certain places that we just, as Christians, we don't need to be in. All right. So we have to be very, very careful about that. But um, so that's what we see here in uh, verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. All right. Um, where your heart be also? I think I said it wrong. So where's your heart? Where is your heart? Ask yourself. You know, that's one thing I said this morning. I hope that I offended you. Everybody's like, well, what is he saying? <laughs> He's lost his mind. That's just it. Uh, and I said, you probably want to hear another preacher say that today. I hope that what I preach offends you because I want to bring conviction. All right. The cross is offensive. If, I, if I'm not preaching in a way that's bringing conviction, bringing repentance, making you take a hard look at yourself, then I'm not doing my job. I want you to take a hard look at yourself and be like, hey, you know, uh, I'm glad he said that because it's not me. I just want God to use me to have the words to, to make you take a look at yourself and be like, man, I've never really thought about it this way. I, I, maybe what I'm doing is, is wrong or, or man, I need to reevaluate. You know, we live in a world where people don't want to hear a differing opinion. You know, because you, know, you see in Berkeley and different places that if a conservative was to go there and they hear something that they don't like, they're rioting in the streets and going berserk, these little snowflakes are melting because they don't want to hear anything that's contrary to what they think is right. It's not about my, my opinion. It's about what God's word says. 
And, it, and, if, and, so, and there's things that I read and that God brings me conviction over, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to see. I don't want to read. I want to justify sin. I want to, you know, you know make, think something is okay that isn't. And uh, I want God to convict me over things that I, that I may be doing wrong. Why? Because I, like I was talking about this morning, I want to have a closer, more intimate relationship with God. I want to be in a continual state of growth. And that was my point this morning, is that where Lot was hesitant, because he allowed Sodom to enter his heart, he become cold, he become complacent, he become lukewarm. And, and I want Christians to be on fire for God. I want Christians to grow, to be excited for Jesus Christ, to be bold as lions. And, and I think the problem lies in the fact that so many Christians are rolling over, showing their bellies, they're not bold anymore, they've grown cold, they've grown lukewarm, they're no longer on fire and excited for the things of Jesus Christ. That is a problem. That's why we're seeing churches empty. We've got to get on fire for God once again to get excited. Say, when you wake up each morning, you know, this, this is our meat. This, you know, when you, get it, you wake up in the morning, you're hungry for breakfast. You should be just as hungry or more hungry for the word of God. That you can't wait to dive into God's word to show you where you need to be, what you need, what you're, you know, whatever you're battling or dealing with. God's word can show you how to overcome. And it's what we, it's what we see time and time again throughout God's word is overcoming, uh, to, uh, uh, to be victorious, uh, to encourage us. I love the acronym, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth, the B-I-B-L-E. You know, we, we need this and to spend that time in prayer to be excited to come to church. And, you know, and it just, uh, it, it kills me uh, to see uh, uh, that so many churches are no longer having Sunday night Wednesday night service. I, I look around tonight, we've we got a great turnout tonight. And I praise God for that. That's awesome, you know? And, uh, and so that tells me that we got people in here that they, they're not satisfied. You want more. You want more of God. You want to grow. And, you know, and that's why I get so excited when I get up here to preach. This isn't some facade. I mean, I really get excited because I love the Lord and I can't wait to share it with you folks. I, I, I get so excited. I, I want to see you get excited, you know? And, and that's why I just, I, when I get up here, it's, it's not just some, some act, some, something I do because I feel like I have to do as a pastor. I'm really excited. That's why I talk so fast when I get up here to preach. And I've had people say, you need to slow down. And I try to. But I get so excited, like when I was in uh, Indiana, they get on me about that because I'd have to go up and do presentations. And when I get nervous or if I get excited, I, I, I talk really fast. When you're up there with a bunch of Yankees, they, they think where I talk fast in Southern, they can't understand what I was saying. They always, Mr. Young, you need to speak more slowly, more eloquently. You tell good stories, but it's hard sometimes to understand your, the way you speak. They wanted me to work on that. And I, Dad said, you tell it. Whatever well, I said what Dad said. But anyway, he wasn't happy about that. <laughs> no, he didn't say nothing bad. But he, uh, uh, he said, you know, just basically just be myself and don't worry about it. But well, that's why I do talk a little fast. And I may not talk as eloquently as uh, someone from up north or many other pastors. But I'm just excited, you know. And I feel like if I'm excited, maybe that'll, that'll spread and get you excited, you know. Let's not let, huh? Oh, I didn't know what she said. I used to hollering at me. I wasn't sure what she said. But, it, but um, that's just it. Let's not you know, allow the things of this earth, you know, uh, to infiltrate our hearts. Let's not allow these, these, what we consider treasures of the earth to fill our hearts. 
You know, uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure everybody in here would like to have a big, huge, fancy house and cars and private airplanes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's all fine and good. But, you know, that's not what's important. And the fact you even have a home, the fact you even have a job or a car, you're far richer than the majority of people in the world. Just the fact you even have a roof over your head, you're far richer than the majority. Why do you think people are killing themselves to get over here? All right, because we have opportunities in this country that people die and are dying to have. So you are rich. And like I said this morning, if you have Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you're richer than anybody in the world anyway. If we've got God, just think we are heirs to the throne. We are heirs. You know, you got, uh, uh, what's his name? It just gave up his uh, role at the, at the, in England there. What's his name? Harry, yeah, he gave up his his titles and stuff and because um, uh, apparently his wife wears the uh, pants in that family. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he gave that up. Well, here's the thing. We are princes and princesses, heirs to the throne. Everything that Christ has, we are entitled to. We are equal with the things of Jesus. We are royalty, those of us who are saved. Is that not awesome? So while people are scrambling around trying to get theirs in this world that's going to be burned up, that means absolutely nothing. We're focused on where our citizenship lies, and that's in heaven, because we are royalty. Is that not awesome? So Prince Harry can give up his uh, royal title. In fact, he's not even allowed to hug his own brother now. You know that? He had a thing on there. But, uh, but that should make you feel special. Not only did Jesus choose you, not only are we adopted, but we have a citizenship in a royal throne and you spend all of eternity in heaven. So we're just passing through in this world, in this plane of existence. We're just passing through. So don't get bogged down by this insignificant stuff all right, in this world. Don't let, where's your heart at? Where's your, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Is your heart in the things of the world or is your heart in the things of God? I don't know about you, but I want my heart in the things of God. Now, am I always perfect? Brandy will tell you yes, but I'm not. All right? Who? <laughs> I don't think I, I appreciate that. But uh, no, I am far from perfect. And yes, I allow sometimes the distractions of this world to infiltrate. And it's something I'm trying to fight against. And that's why I was telling you here uh, last Sunday that, hey, I'm right in the trenches right there with you. I'm fighting right alongside of you. The old devil's attacking me just as much or just as hard or harder than he is you all. And I say harder because of the pastor. He don't want me getting the word out. He wants me to feel be filled with guilt and conviction to think that I'm not good enough to get up here and preach. And guess what? I'm not. But it's what Jesus Christ, he makes us good enough. You see, he reconciles us before a holy God. That is a great thing, that we are forgiven and we are loved. And just as he showed Lot mercy, grace, and compassion, he shows that on us each and every day. That, to me, is an awesome thing, all right? Let's go ahead and look at uh, verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if that eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Now... Uh, let's look at this. Uh, you know, of course, you've always heard the, the eyes, the window to the soul. But, you know, in a sense, uh, that's kind of what this is talking about to a certain extent, that the eye, just like a window in your home, if the uh, 
window is clean and it's uh, the curtains are drawn back, well, obviously a lot of lights going to infiltrate that room. If it is uh, dirty or filthy or uh, you know you've got some sort of artwork on it or whatever it may be. In fact, I was, I was talking to you yesterday. You talked about you do stained glass. Obviously, that's going to limit the amount of light that goes in uh, to that room. And so uh, that's what that's talking about. You know how uh, what we allow. Uh, what we see, uh, what we do is how much are we letting God's light shine within our hearts, shine within our bodies uh, to reflect the things of Jesus Christ. And, you know, and one thing that we have to look at here, uh, there are several areas that is talked about how uh, the, our, our, um, how we be affected by the things of the world. In fact, one thing I was talking about uh, was... Um, um, uh, <laughs> Midday, uh, sorry to say fornication, that's not right. Uh, it's, no, Brandy, I'm not going that direction. <laughs> it's, uh, but thank you, though, I'm glad, glad you're into that. Um, but I was, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I uh, was talking about, um, um, oh my gosh, what's the matter with me? What's the word I'm looking for tonight? I'm getting old. Is that what it is? I'm getting old and senile. Anyway, it's, uh, um, not uh, we're going to get into jealousy, but um, um, no. Uh, when you like somebody of a different color, um, no. Let's see if I got it written down here. Prejudice. That's what I'm thinking of. Prejudice. Ah, what does it matter with me? I tell you, prejudice. Brandy is very pregnant. <laughs> you can you can allow certain prejudice to infiltrate uh, your heart and how you look at somebody else. You can always see the good in somebody or you can always see the bad in somebody, you know? And so we have to be very careful about different prejudice. I know what, personally, I know what it's like to be uh, on the receiving end of prejudice. Uh, like I said, some of you know, my grandmother's Japanese. When I was younger, uh, I had more prominent features and I was made fun of horribly. And uh, uh, the people would uh, do things with their eyes and make fun of me, and uh, uh, it was um, it was a fun. All right, I was bullied a lot, and uh, people would shun me as a result, and it was it was not easy. I, I was going to be honest with you, it was not easy. But uh, but a way a, a prejudice outlook can uh, can expand beyond uh, that of uh, of, of a um, of a racial. Uh, areas, but uh, what I'm getting at, there was, uh, his name was, uh, I was reading, his name was James Simpson, and he actually uh, come up uh, with the, the uh, formula for chloroform, and that uh, it would help women when they were in labor and giving birth. Well, because of certain prejudices, that uh, there was clergy who actually come out against him on that and said that it was uh, robbing women because right, said that uh, where, where, where the Bible said that women would be in, have labor and pain as a result of sin, that it was actually contrary to what God had ordained and actually come out against him uh, for, for chloroform. And uh, I remember Dad telling me that when he was a kid, he had to use chloroform, and he said it was, uh, he said to make him sick as a dog. He said he put that over his mouth and do that, I couldn't imagine. But uh, but yeah, could you imagine prejudice in that sense that uh, here medically he's trying to do something to help people and cl that clergy coming out against him against that sort of thing. So you see how prejudice can distort uh, your eyes, your your vision 
uh, when it comes to maybe certain people, uh, to even maybe types of medicine. And uh, so we have to be very, uh, very careful uh, and, and how we perceive and see other people. This, you know, that's one thing we need to try to work harder at is see people in a, uh, not always in a, in a negative light, but in a positive light. You know, it's so easy to tear people down. You see, you don't have to, you go no further than social media and see how people want to tear each other down. It's easy to see, you know. So we have to be very, very careful about that. Let's, let's as Christians in particular, let's always try to be positive. Let's always try to lift each other up. Let's not go down the road of, of, of easily tearing someone else down. And uh, that's one thing I've tried. I've really been trying hard not to put anything on social media that is negative. You know, I, a lot of people like to put rants on there, and, and I've been guilty of that. But I've been trying really hard to not post anything on there unless it's glorifying the Lord or something you know, or some positive light. And that's something I encourage all of you, those watching and, uh, and those in here, uh, to to keep that in mind. Let's always be that witness. We have a lot of people, billions of people, we, that, uh, that social media reaches. Uh, and we can be a real witness and reflection uh, uh, to those out in the world. And they see us, you know, I know Jerry, he's good about posting Bible verses and other people in here I've seen post Bible verses. Uh, but um, uh, you don't ever know what a witness you could be uh, just by posting things that uh, may be glorifying to the Lord. So let's, let's be careful about that. Now, you know, another thing he's talking about uh, was jealousy. In fact, uh, he was talking about uh, uh, one instance of jealousy was talking about uh, Shakespeare, and he's talking about the story about uh, Othello, and uh, and, and um, what was her name, uh, Desmeranda, or Desma, what was her, something like that. But anyway, uh, he was a general, and he promoted um, Cassio, and, uh, and and Cassio's not the watch hobby, and Cassio was promoted, and uh, uh, wow, so what's his name? I might as well blank on me now. Um, Iago, that was his name, Desdemona was the woman. All right, Iago uh, was mad because Cassio was promoted above him. So what, what Iago did, he, he, he lied and he set up some false information and some false evidence uh, to look like that Desmond, what was her name again, Desdemona, uh, was having an affair with Cassio. And so out of his great jealousy uh, that um, um, Othello uh, he smothered her and killed her because he was so jealous and thought that she was cheating on him. And uh, I couldn't, of course, obviously, uh, the, the movie uh, The Punisher stole that uh, probably from Shakespeare, but he set this bad guy up by doing that. He made it look like it, his wife was cheating on him and he set up all this evidence. He ended up throwing her over a bridge and killing her. Very much, the very almost the same thing like you see here with what Shakespeare had written. And um, that's just it. It's talking about how jealousy has destroyed so many, you know, uh, the misperception of something very innocent uh, has destroyed many a relationship uh, between friends and family and, uh, and, and, and marriages. And, and you know, it is that, is that ugliness of jealousy that we have to be very careful about. And we have to be careful not to be jealous of other people. It's so easy to be jealous of somebody else's success. And we need to be happy for other people and not be jealous of what uh, the Lord has blessed someone else with. Hey, praise God for what God has given me. Praise God he, that you're successful and done well. It's easy to be jealous of other people. Brandy is, hard, is so jealous of me. I can't hardly even look at another woman. and She is just horribly jealous. And so you ladies, you have to be very careful. She's very, 
I'm teasing. She's not. But now I have been guilty of being jealous, and that's something I have to fight. I'll be honest with you. I have to really fight that. She's never given me a reason to be jealous, but that's something, one area of my life I have to really deal with. You know, I really do. But we have to be very careful. I have to be jealous of whether it's a spouse, other people. We have to be careful about that in, in regards to this, this in, in, in the, the light. And another thing I'm talking about was self-conceit. There's a lot of people out there who are so self-centered that they can't see past uh, their own selves to see that there are rooms for improvement and that there is need for change. And I mean, I'm telling you what, there's, there's nothing like somebody who is super conceited. I mean, I, in fact, we was, well, I got worries. I remember we saw that, that girl the other day. And Buddy, she's walking in that mall. She was dressed in the nine, and she had high heels. I don't see how she even walked in them things. Yeah, I'll tell you, you talk about conceited. Holy smokes, man. Holy cats. She's just, uh, I mean, ain't nobody. I mean, I, I told Brad, I had to buy her for what she's worth and sell her for what she thought she was worth. I mean, she just wanted everybody to see her. Well, you got to, you got men, you got women alike who think they're far, they think they're, they're, they're prettier than everybody else and conceited. That's why, you know, I think when we come before God, we have to humble ourselves, all right? And I think all of us has a certain amount of conceit, have a certain amount of arrogance, a certain amount of self-centeredness and selfishness that we have to put away, that we have to work hard to say, God, help me to be selfless and not self-centered and let me be humble before you. Because when we're humble before God, then God can use us. God can use us in a mighty way, in, in exciting ways. But we have to come before him humbly on our knees. That's why we go to God in prayer every day. That's why we spend that time in, in the word every day because we humble ourselves before God. We're showing who is in control, who is in charge, that we are nothing in the sight of God. And we're not even, you know, uh, worthy enough to even, uh, even touch his sandal strap, you know? That's why we had to fall before God and say, and humble ourselves and then beg for forgiveness for the, the things that we think because we rely upon our own abilities. We rely upon our own thoughts. And what we think is right, we will fall and fail every single time, I assure you. Humble yourselves before God Almighty. Let God rule your hearts and minds and not allow the things of this world to infiltrate you. You know, just like Lot was in Sodom, he had become immune, he become desensitized. And so many of the atrocious things, you know, that's one thing that me and dad's talking about. That's why I read it this morning, how he, in the beginning, he pitched his tent towards Sodom. You know, he didn't immediately go in. He pitched his tent, just like I was talking about this morning. When I was a, a kid, I was playing around that pond. You know, I was sitting there goofing and doofing. Next thing I know, I was head first into that water. Well, that's why I think that's what happened a lot. He was goofing and doofing. Next thing you know, he become immersed in the things of Sodom. Well, we have to be very, very careful. The devil don't play fair. He has thousands of years of experience. We have to be careful what we're playing around with, what we're watching, what we're doing, who we associate ourselves with, what we're reading, what we're seeing. We have to be very careful, constantly being on our guards. And society, again, can justify so much sin, can justify so many things. And they can even, people will even pull God's word out of context very easily. You've got a lot of charlatans out there. You've got a lot of uh, so-called pastors out there who are pulling God's word out of context and they're misleading a whole lot of people out there. You know, and, and it's, uh, you see sometimes on social media, I'm not saying all churches, but there are some churches out there you see they're just full and you're thinking, man, what are they doing that we're not? But they're preaching a different gospel. 
They're trying to, to uh, scratch those itching ears with good warm and fuzzies. They're, they don't want to speak against things that are, uh, uh, that are controversial, like homosexuality or abortion. or, or make, you know, and, and They just want to preach things that make you feel good. I don't care if it makes you feel good or not. I don't care if it's one person in here, if it's 100 people in here. I have been called to preach the whole word of God. I am, I am to preach what God has given us. And if it offends you, then you've got a problem with God's word, not with me. I have to preach the whole word of God. That's why I was talking about this morning. It's not an up to interpretation. It's how it was applied to the original audience, how it's applied to today. And I want to preach the truth in love as much as I can. But I will not compromise on God's word. Because why? Because I want to make sure that your treasures are not laid up on this earth, that your treasures are laid up in heaven, where it cannot be destroyed, where it cannot be stolen. That's where our treasure is, and that's where we have to keep our focus. And that's why I want to preach the whole word of God. And so I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be excited. And I want those, those fires to be stoked. Just like we were talking about this morning, about being lukewarm. How those, how those aqueducts in Rome was carrying that cool, fresh water. By the time it got to the city, it was lukewarm. It was horrible to be put in your mouth. Hey, that's why God views those of us who are lukewarm. Don't allow that to happen. Don't be a lover of this world and have one foot here, one foot in heaven. Be on fire for Jesus Christ. Let those coals be stoked and be those flames shoot up. If you find yourself complacent and apathetic, again, go back, immerse yourself in God's word. Remember what drew you to God. Remember what excited you about Jesus Christ. Remember those things. Don't let past victories make you become uh, lukewarm and only rely on the past. We need to constantly be advancing, moving forward and growing in the things of Jesus Christ. Let's be excited for God. So excited that people see it in your faces. So excited that you can't wait to invite everybody you meet. Hey, come to church, man. Come to Family Life. You know, if you got a church, go to that church. Just get their people excited about Jesus. Just like our hats say, let's make church great again. All right? And no, I'm not running for Congress. But uh, <laughs> let's get excited for God again. Because this world, it, I mean, like I was talking about this morning, you're seeing volcanoes erupting, earthquakes, wars. God, Jesus is coming back, all right? Jesus is returning. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get excited and let's look forward to his return, all right? Let's look forward to it. Let our hearts be filled. Let us be full. Let us be excited. Let us serve because I don't know about you all. When I stand before God in judgment, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Man, I, that's, that's all I want to hear. And then when Hoppy's in the back of that long line, I'll wave at him, walk in. All right. If you'll stand, <laughs> let's, let's close the word of prayer. Y'all know my father-in-law, I like to tease and aggravate him. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come together and meet uh, this evening. Thank you for your word. And Lord, uh, let us be uh, edified and equipped. Let us uh, use this for spiritual growth. Uh, Lord, help us to make sure that our treasures are in heaven and not on earth. Let us focus on you and nothing else. And Lord, for anyone this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. 
Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God and protect us. We meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hope you all have a good evening and a good week. Thank you, honey.